Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Hey, Aaron Flint here. Great to be with you. Day three of our coverage live from the SHOT Show in Las Vegas. And, man, we got a lineup for you today. In fact, uh, John Jackson, the Joker uh, from Twitter here with us as well. John, we... We almost didn't even need to show up today. <laughs> we talked with so many people. Literally, after the show got done yesterday, we had a lineup of people to talk to here. I went out and, and walked the floor a little bit, too. We wouldn't even need to show up today, and we'd have a full show. But 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 we've got some stuff we're going to interject in between. And uh, and we still, I, I deliberately left a few openings just so we could sneak in some. There might be some golden nuggets today, just like we had over the last couple of days, too. But, man, real quick, I'm going to get to this Texas Congressman, August Fluger, after the break. We're just going to roll it right out of the break. Wasn't that guy fun to talk with yesterday? He's good. Okay, former fighter pilot, and he's one of those guys, too. You can see why he's a congressman. I mean, very, very slick, very personable, very knowledgeable, funny um, you know, he's like, oh, thank you for your service. I mean, you, you can tell the guy is a practice smooth operator. Yeah. So um, real quick, though, uh, we're going to play that for you coming up right after the break here. I wanted to pull up. I should have pulled it up before this, but let me get to it. Let me get to it here. So the big I want to get your take on the Texas border story. But bottom line is I had some people email me, why isn't Governor Gianforte standing up with Texas? He, he is. is. He has been. He is. Yeah, he yeah. came out very early and said, I stand with Texas. And, I mean, he had several tweets yesterday where he says, Montana stands with Texas. For people who haven't been tracking the Texas border story, give us the, the, the elevator rundown. Yeah, and that was happening so fast yesterday. You saw as the news was coming out on Twitter and social media, they hadn't kept up with the number of Republican governors that had jumped in. And now at last count I saw is 25. Yeah. I think we got all, everyone except Vermont, I heard every single uh, Republican governor out there has supported Texas. And what they did was, the, the story is on the, on the razor wire, Texas is just, they're not ignoring, the, Texas didn't get told anything by the Supreme Court. Yeah. Um, what happened in that order was the Supreme Court said, yes, the federal government can cut that razor wire. Well, all Texas is doing, they're just putting up more. And they say, hey, you want to come down here and cut it? Come and cut it. But we're putting more. And they've also annexed that little piece of that city down there that, that, that they're saying, this it's is the, our property. Yeah, it's the city park where yeah. all the flood of these illegals were coming in at. So yeah. Texas wires that off. Biden orders the, in Mayorkas, orders the Border Patrol to go in and cut the razor wire so the flood of illegals can continue to come in. Absolutely treasonous. What, what the Biden administration and Mayorkas are doing down there with this effort. Uh, but, but, but do they have the authority to be able to go in and cut the razor wire? Yes, they do. I mean, that was, we talked about it earlier this week. That wasn't a surprise to us. But the Supreme Court didn't say, Texas, you do not have the authority to defend your own borders and put the, the razor wire up in the first place. And that's what 25 Republican governors are standing in unity and saying just that. In fact, I got a press release from the Republican Governors Association uh, right here saying we stand in solidarity with our fellow Governor Greg Abbott and the state of Texas. The authors of the U.S. Constitution made clear that in times like this, states have a right to self-defense. That, that came out from the Republican Governors Association. So Republican governors standing in unity to fight back. That's what we want to see. More cowbell. More of that, right? Okay, uh, Congressman Pfluger next. I'm Chad Pergram with the Speaker's Lobby. 
Congressional aides launched the Congressional Workers Union two years ago. This was an effort to unionize some staff in House offices on Capitol Hill. The union organized 18 offices over the past two years, but the union only reached a collective bargaining agreement with one office. In short, House aides who want to unionize are struggling to secure collective bargaining contracts. Collective bargaining for staffers on Capitol Hill is relatively new. The House passed a resolution allowing the workers to unionize in May of 2022. Legal analysts say it's hard for congressional workers to reach an agreement because there's little track record for Congress to go on and no template for this type of union. The length of time for any union to draw up that first contract takes a while, but this is particularly slow. Some aides and offices delegated work to attorneys. Some aides say those lawyers slowed the process even more. Some bargaining units have chosen to adopt ground rules that allow only management and workers in the room for negotiations. Contracts and offices that chose that policy are closer to reaching agreement, according to the union. With the Speaker's Lobby, Chad Pergram, Fox News. Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. We'll see a few areas of fog early today, otherwise looking at sunny skies throughout the day. High temperature readings will range from the upper 30s in Bozeman to the upper 40s in Billings. For tonight, staying quiet with variably cloudy skies. Lows near 22 in Bozeman, upper 20s in Billings. Saturday with sunny breaks and some clouds, mid-40s in Bozeman, with a high around 50 expected in Billings. This is weatherology meteorologist Paul Trombley. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Hey, I told you guys one of the great things about the SHOT Show is you never know who you're going to run into. It's a who's who of military, law enforcement, guns and gear, and politics, of course. So, you know, get a chance to catch up with a ton of great friends from Montana and then some other big players from elsewhere across the country. John Jackson, uh, a retired federal law enforcement officer, sidekicking with us down here. Aaron Flint here with Montana Talks, now joined by Texas Congressman August Fluger. Congressman, I'm, I'm so excited to meet you because I remember I, I, I saw it on Twitter or somewhere, and, and this guy was wearing a baseball cap, and it said, Midland over Moscow. And that sent me on a rant on the radio because, man, it was such a great message. Midland over Moscow. It, apparently that was you that started that whole deal, huh? That, that, that is uh, my slogan. I represent Midland. Um, talk about an industry that has the crosshairs on it. The Biden administration has come after the oil and gas industry. Um, and, and they would rather see us produce and buy and make uh, Moscow wealthy than Texans, than Americans, and uh, we're just not going to stand for it. So, yeah, I came up with Midland over Moscow, and really it did catch fire because people, uh, I think all over the country and the 10 million people who are in the oil and gas industry said, yes, let's stand up for American-made energy. Let's stand up for affordable, reliable energy for our country, and it helps our partners and our allies. Well, in, in Montana, we've got the Bakken, you know, and then you've got the Marcellus Shale back east. you got Eagle Ford down uh, down in your neck of the woods, and and it's like, yeah. And so I, I remember the the rant that I went on was like, yeah, Midland over Moscow, because all these all these yahoos on the left, they were like, oh, you guys are Putin's puppets. It's like you guys, by attacking American energy, are propping up oil prices. You are funding Putin's war in Ukraine. That, by the way, if Donald Trump was still the president, wouldn't have taken place in the first place because he would have stopped that from happening. But you guys are funding this war. Biden was funding both sides of the Ukraine war. 
with his energy policy and, and then with our taxpayer dollars he was shipping over there. And he's doing the same thing with the Hamas terrorists in the Gaza Strip right now, too. Aaron, amen. And look at what the administration is coming out with today. They want to stop LNG exports from the United States. They want to restrict the ability for Americans to export LNG. Every single country in Europe, all the countries in Asia are asking us for American-made LNG so that they don't buy from Russia. And yet today, even though the president has promised LNG to the rest of the world, today they're saying, well, we're going to restrict it. We're going to stop that uh, ability to expand our exports. I mean, just what a colossal disaster and mistake for them to say that. And not only are we funding the war in Ukraine by doing a policy like that, but think about the Iranians that are waging terror wars all throughout the Middle East, uh, including Hamas. We're enriching them with policies like this. Donald Trump would never have done that. He would never have given a, a, the money to these guys. He wants to produce it right here. Yeah. John, we've talked about the billions of dollars Joe Biden unfreezed in sanctions, allowing Iran access to all of this money, all of this oil money. But he sure doesn't want to help out the guys in Midland. He doesn't want to help out the guys in Sydney, Montana, Williston, North Dakota, and elsewhere. And, and yet here we just lost two Navy SEALs uh, to the sea uh, who are trying to intercept these, uh, these you know, Iranian-backed missile components and more that was heading straight to the Houthis to attack American troops and American commercial vessels. We talk about Midland over Moscow. Right now, you've seen over the last year, um, gas prices took down. You know why? You know, what he ought to be saying is Midland over Caracas, Venezuela, because that's what has caused the gas prices to come down. It's because he took the sanctions off Venezuela, also a uh, lawless terrorist regime in league with Iran, in league with Russia. They are enemies of the United States, but he's taking all the sanctions off of them because, God forbid, we don't want to have any of that production going on in the United States. We've got to get it, get it from terrorist regimes around the world. Yeah, it, It's such a shame. You think about the weakness that the president displays. We're weak at the southern border. Um, in, in the state of Texas, we feel that uh, every single day. It's, it's such a tragedy. We're weak around the world. The botched withdrawal from Afghanistan, the inability to deter Iran, seeing what's happening uh, in Ukraine and, and the threat of the CCP taking back Taiwan. And to me, it's very fundamental. It starts with our energy policy. When you have affordable, reliable energy, everybody benefits. The American family benefits, businesses benefit, our military benefits, our economy benefits. It's pretty simple. Uh, and yet they, they've waged a war on that from day one. Especially on federal lands where they have a little bit more control. Really, it's the rig count that I look for. You know, you can look at production numbers, and yeah, prices go up to a certain number. Production numbers will increase, but but what we really need is new production, new more rigs, getting there, pump, punching some new holes in the ground to really unleash American energy potential, the type of American energy potential that we got. I know some people might be thinking, hey, Aaron, you guys are at the shot show. You should be talking guns and the attack on gunners. Well, we 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 have, and we are a lot, but I think it's it's great that we're having, and it's important that we have this conversation because just like we've been saying all along. You can take all the attacks, the lawfare and more that's going against the gun industry right now. Take out guns, put in oil. Take out oil, put in coal. Take out that, put in a parent-teacher conference. Whatever it is, it's the same fight. Aaron, I love this show. <laughs> you're, Texas you're absolutely and right. We're at the other end of the cattle drive. That's just right. Montana. So but but think, think about what, what you just said is so true. The reason that the Second Amendment is so important 
I mean, go back to the way that the framers of our Constitution thought about this country. This is 240 plus years old, by the way. But if the federal government, we know they overreach everywhere, but if they can overreach and be successful on the Second Amendment, then everything else will drop like a domino in rapid succession. It will be the oil and gas industry. It will be the inability to choose whether you have an internal combustion engine or an EV. They're going to mandate that for you. All right, let's hold it right there. Back after this. Liberal Senator John Tester pretends to be just an everyday every man, but yet he's racked up over $1.2 million in restaurant bills at fancy Washington, D.C. restaurants. You know, I'll tell you what, that's why I'm really glad I went through Billings' last diet. Because, you know, man, I got back from my last deployment. I was putting on the pounds and uh, couldn't get them off. And, you know, the thing is, is when when you get in that lifestyle where you just eat too much, it also gets to be really expensive, especially with the, the John Tester Biden inflation that we've got going on right now. So so thanks to Billings last diet, not only did I lose 33 pounds in under three months, I've kept it off four years later. But I'll bet you I've saved a lot of money. Uh, I've saved a lot of money where I'm not just going to get fast food because I feel like I need to eat right now. Uh, you save money. You lose weight. But more importantly, it's about your health. It's about being around for your kids and your grandkids. Check it out. It's the program that works. Billingslastdiet.com or call 294-6751. This is where Montana talks at with Lane Nordland. USDA has announced it's investing $207 million in renewable energy and domestic fertilizer projects to lower input costs and create more opportunities for farmers and ranchers in rural America. Many of the projects are being funded through President Biden's Inflation Reduction Act, which has a large focus on combating climate issues. Are you concerned about the impact government policies could have on your cattle business? One way to make your voice heard in Washington is by joining NCBA. When you join, you'll be part of the nation's oldest and largest national cattle industry organization that has a professional team working in Washington, D.C. on issues that matter to cattle-producing families nationwide. Don't stay on the sidelines. Make your voice heard by joining NCBA today at the website ncba.org. Well, Case IH, a global leader in ag equipment, is now recognized as a 2023 Good Design Award winner for the Farmall 75C Electric and Steiger 715 Quadrat Tractors. The award, presented by the Chicago Anthem, showcases global industrial innovation in cutting-edge graphical design. In other headlines, Agoro Carbon Alliance has announced the company hit a significant milestone of 2 million acres enrolled in sustainable agricultural practices across the U.S. These acres are conservatively estimated to sequester more than 7.5 million tons of carbon over the contract periods. I'm Lane Nordblad. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, let's go back to our conversation. This is Texas Congressman Fluger. Uh, you know, he represents uh, Midland, Texas. So great conversation. But uh, let's jump right back into it. But if the federal government, we know they overreach everywhere. But if they can overreach and be successful on the Second Amendment then everything else will drop like a domino in rapid succession. It will be the oil and gas industry. It will be 
the inability to choose whether you have an internal combustion engine or an EV. They're going to mandate that for you. That's why on things like, I've introduced legislation on silencers. They want to take a silencer, and when you uh, start unscrewing it and looking at the baffles and try to clean it, they want to call every individual piece and part of that silencer an actual weapon, a piece of the silencer that is now called a silencer, which makes you a criminal or a felon if you take that baffle out and clean it. This is overreach at its best. I've introduced legislation to prevent that from happening, but what you I said gotta, is true. I got to quote Adrian Cronauer. Huh? What? I can't hear you. What? What? Why would anybody need a silencer? What? What? What did you do? Field artillery. That's right. You know, it's like, That's right. Why would anybody need a silencer? I don't know. You know, maybe it's not good to have, you know. You know, <laughs> you know it's like, it's just crazy. I, I, I got to ask you, and I think, John, you might have a similar question on this front, too, which is, you know, we've been talking with attorneys general and governors, and stuff gets done at the state level. And and it, man, Congress, and especially right now with the Democrat Senate and the Democrat White House, but even division in the House, why would anybody want to stay in the House of Representatives? I mean, at best, you're just trying to, you know, you're, you're like out there trying to put your fingers in the holes while the dam's about ready to burst, it's got to feel like that sometimes. That like, oh boy, you're just trying to prevent more harm from being done, and it's just got to be a headache. I mean, the president from day one, January 20th of 2021, started with a full-out assault, 40-plus executive orders, and it is plugging a dam. It's plugging the holes uh, because he's come after American rights and liberties and, and freedoms from day one. Um, we have control of one half of one third of our government. And you've got a Chuck Schumer-run Senate that is completely worthless. They don't do anything uh, to, to help this country. And so we're standing in the gap, and we have a very thin majority, um, a debt that is out of control, uh, the, the military that needs complete reshaping, which I served in for 20-plus years. Um, but we really are standing in the gap, and it, it's, a, it's a challenge that's worth doing because this country is worth fighting for. And I do have hope for the future. What, what you do in the We saw uh, Congressman Mark Green yesterday. He was a seesaw guy, uh, you know, in, in the Special Operations Aviation. What did you do in the military? Well, I was a fighter pilot. I flew oh, the wow. F-22, flew the F-15. Uh, guys like Ryan Zinke. Um, yeah. You know, th these are great Americans. Uh, another great Montanan right there. That, that I think veterans bring a unique perspective to Congress, so do people who have served in law enforcement, because service is not, it's nothing new. It's just a different type of service, and you take those issues that you dealt with in the military or law enforcement, John, thank you for your service, you take that to the federal level, and most of my job is keeping the federal government out of West Texas and out of Montana. <laughs> well, that's what y'all are saddled with right now, unfortunately, and you saw this back during the Obama regime. What we mostly wanted for our federal government was to stay out of the way and don't mess, everything, mess anything up, right? But because Obama and now Biden are so hostile, so aggressive towards the, the America in general, now you guys are put in the unfortunate position, you know, like say you got, you know, one third of, of the government, everybody's looking to you, stop this guy by any means necessary, stop him. And you guys are like, whoa, <laughs> we're trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a new challenge every day. I got to hand it to the Democrats on this issue. They are creative in the ways that they overreach. It's like just when you think you've got something plugged and stopped, they come at you with another one. The oil and gas industry. Uh, and, and I'm glad you brought up the Bakken. 
take the endangered species. Oh, man. I mean, they'll come up with a new endangered species. You hadn't heard about this animal for 4,000 years. And they're like, oh, no. Oh, no, you can't drill here because we got to protect this lizard that nobody's ever heard of, seen, or dealt with. And it's the most important emergency of the day. Yeah. They are creative. The lizard's been hiding in that Corvette in some boxes in uh, Joe Biden's beach house, you know, <laughs> that they're looking for. John, he made, he was a fighter pilot. He flew F-22s. You know, I quoted Adrian Cronauer. Now i got to quote Lieutenant Steve. Lieutenant Steve. Because uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sound like Lieutenant Steve here for a second. Um, I'm a bit of a fighter pilot myself. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I got to fly with the Navy's Blue Angels last oh, summer. Oh, look at that. Oh, my goodness. Actually, uh, you knew I was going to say it at did, least once. Did you start to get tunnel vision and, and uh, have oh, a, yeah. a, a blackout moment? I, uh, uh, yeah, well, yeah, man, it was absolutely incredible. No, did you have a G-suit when you flew Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so we didn't have a G-suit. I just had my fancy little uh, mechanic. That's right. The uh, Blue Angels don't fly with They them. don't fly they're, with they're, G-suits. They're very dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm dangerous too. <laughs> you know how you spot a fighter pilot in the room? He'll tell you. He'll tell you. <laughs> That's all pilots, though. Fixed wing, you know. Well, you should have seen his video. He, he had the camera on himself oh, during the whole thing, which I, I was like, don't do that. Right? <laughs> but, but, of course, you see his face. And then he's got the bag. Oh, <laughs> he starts to go like this, squeeze hey, but, those legs. But that was 35, 40 minutes in, though. I thought I was going to yak, like, first thing, right? Because so we're at the Billings Logan International Airport, and and I'm in the back seat of this, uh, you know, F-18, and we got Hans, uh, Hans and Franz. They uh, they fly the you know the the seven and the number eight seats, and uh, so I'm in the back seat, and we take off from the airport and just straight into the sky, and and then it's, and then all of a sudden you're just floating, and uh, anyway, and I'm just like, wait. I didn't pass out of puke yet. All right, man. I'm good. No. I'm good. <laughs> Woo, we're going now. It, actually, it, it's very physical, and people don't realize it's, it's a mental game. I mean, to be good, you have to be mentally ready for these flights, but they don't realize the physical nature of flying these fighter jets. Now, if you want to fly with some real pilots, uh, <laughs> I will introduce you to some Air Force pilots. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I give, we give the Navy a hard time, and there's such a rivalry. Uh, yeah. love, love those guys. Yeah, well, and uh, yeah, so I... I, I, we, I ended up doing seven point, was it 7.3 or 7.8? I think it was 7.3 Gs. And we were told that the highest we'd get was 15,000 feet. But I'm looking, I'm like, oh, 7.3 Gs, baby. Yeah, 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 20,000 feet. And so he's like, wow, 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 we're, we're going back down now, though, though. Because it was all being recorded. So I was like, oh, man, I hope I didn't dime you out for breaking the ceiling. Oh, there, what, what a treat, though, to be able to go up and these guys are good. Got to to them. But, uh, but to your point about the Air Force, so uh, we got a guy named Thumper. Uh, he actually was a Blue Angels pilot himself, way back in the in the eighties, I think. And he ended up becoming Air National Guard, retired as an Air National Guard uh, general in Montana. But he told me he said he said, you know what? All these other pilots are just as good as those Blue Angels. It's just there's different factors and criteria of how they got selected. These guys are just prettier. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they shake hands and kiss babies better. That's right. Uh, yeah, we we yeah. always give the uh, the Thunderbirds a hard time, which, by the way, uh, the Thunderbirds are stationed here in Las Vegas oh, uh, at Nellis at Air Nellis. Force Base. Yeah. And so Nellis, home of the fighter pilot, a great place for the training and the tactics and the doctrine. Uh, but we, we kind of, you know, looked at those guys, and, and one of my commanders said, well, you can be an ice skater or you can be a hockey player. It's up to you. 
Uh, there's always a rivalry amongst pilots uh, when it comes to these things. I chose to be a hockey player, by the way. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the yeah, analogy yeah. of uh, flying the F-22 as a, <laughs> as a combat guy. But, uh, no, they, they, what a treat to be able to fly with them. Well, and what the coolest thing was for me and, and one of our listeners, because, you know, one day on the radio I'm telling you, I'm taking way too much of your time. If you got to run, you know, you definitely pop smoke. You Air Force guys are good about f- finding your way to the stack bar faster than the rest <laughs> of us anyway. So. That's right. But, yeah, yeah. 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 But, uh but, but I'm talking about this on the radio, and I said what was really an honor for me is I remember be, being, you know, the guy on the ground in Ramadi, Iraq, and, and we had an, an, a Marine Corps Anglico team leader in an Anglico gun truck in between our two Humvees so that when something happened, he's talking to that guy in the back seat right away, and they're getting on station yeah. and looking right down at us. And so that was such a huge deal for us. And so to get a chance to sit in the back seat and realize, you know, really the work that it takes mm-hmm. and the skill it takes to just to fly this stinking thing, let alone everything else you're trying to do and to deal with. It was so remarkable to see what, what, what these men and women up above are, are doing to support the warfighters on the ground. And in a way, that's kind of what, what, we're, what we're counting on right now in Congress. Well, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you for your service. Um, Thank you. The, uh, the team effort, this is something that I think uh, we could use a little bit more of in Congress. Um, we all have individual ideas, but you're on the ground in Ramadi. I'm in the air. You're giving me a nine line, which is the targeting, you know, instructions for whatever it is that, uh, that is threatening people on the ground at that moment. But think about the backdrop of the maintainers that got that aircraft ready, the people that loaded the weapons, the airborne command and control that's, you know, uh, looking right, hold at the that sky. thought. More, more from Congressman Pfluger will wrap it. Not only are we going to be live from the SHOT Show in Las Vegas for all four hours of Montana Talks, but we're going to be providing some extra content, some extra coverage, photos, videos, the gear, the guns, so much more. We're taking it to the SHOT Show in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'll be there. John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter, will be there with us on the radio, and we'll have extra content for you on our Montana Talks website. Make sure you download the Montana Talks app for your smartphone as well. You'll get the notifications and more. Taking your calls live, 406-294-097. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, just a couple of minutes left with Texas Congressman Austin Fluger. Great to catch up with him. So we were talking about just these fighter jets in the air and then, you know, the war fighters on the ground. You know, like our friend Travis, a firefighter who listens to the show, who was in Ramadi, same place I was at before I was. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. And so, but but then you think about all the logistics support that goes into it, and all the other pieces of that puzzle. This turns into a very interesting conversation about the House GOP. So let's go back to Texas Congressman Fluger. The team effort. This is something that I think uh, we could use a little bit more of in Congress. Um, we all have individual ideas, but you're on the ground in Ramadi. I'm in the air. You're giving me a nine line which is the targeting, you know, instructions for whatever it is that that is threatening people on the ground at that moment. But think about the backdrop of the maintainers that got that aircraft ready, the people that loaded the weapons, the airborne command and control that's, you know, uh, looking at the sky for threats. 
I think we need a little bit more of a team effort when it comes to our ability to work in Congress because we've got good policy. We're 80% aligned. So let's stand up for the things we need to. Let's die on the hills we need to, which Second Amendment is one of those hills that we will take and we will um, you know, wage the war against the radical progressives on. But for the rest of these issues, let's get a good solution and move forward. And oftentimes it seems like fights over tactics, not necessarily disagree Amen. major disagreements on policy. It's a question of tactics that, that the House Republicans You're are right. stumbling on right now. John Jackson, your thoughts? Yeah? Aaron and I just had that discussion on the show maybe last week or week before where we're talking about, once again, going back to owning one-third of, of the government and... You hear a lot of that from Speaker Johnson and from other Republicans. Well, we just don't have the votes. And what we were saying on Aaron's show, well, you don't hear that from Democrats. Democrats get the they get votes. The line, like yeah. sheep, yeah. right? They get the votes. And I think that comes down to what you're yeah. talking about, about teamwork. Get the votes. It, yeah. Honestly, I, I, I'm fortunate to have served on that team in the Air Force and, and for you guys, law enforcement, military. We need a little bit more of that in yeah. Congress. And I'm trying to do my part, you know, to to help lead by example in those in those areas where let's get those votes, let's move forward. And if we can unify with a two seat majority, how powerful would that be? Yeah. And, and there are things that we're going to have the opportunity to unify on and we must do that. So I appreciate you guys having me on uh, today. Great to chat with you. It's such an honor. This is a ton of fun. So thanks for thanks for dropping in with us. Here Anytime you want to talk Midland over Moscow, give me a call. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Well, and, uh, let's, let's get you, you know, get a hold of Zinke and you know, have him come up to Montana and, uh, you know, he can, you know, teach people how to knife fight and you can talk about, you know, being a fighter pilot That's and great. Uh, cruise around the state because, uh, Montana is going to be critical uh, in 2024. Great to see you, Congressman. Thanks, August Fluger out of Texas. Great to see you. Thank you. Nice to meet you, sir. Midland meets Montana. All right. Yeah. Hey, coming up in just a second, we've got uh, the uh, gun owners of America. We're going to talk gun policy specific. And the gun owners of America also very interested in Montana in 2024 as well. But first, you know. Man, it's crazy how expensive stuff is uh, down here in Las Vegas. Uh, you had a quick a quick bite to eat last night and had a little Coke Zero, and the waitress was like, you want a to-go cup for that? I was like, yeah, I'll take a to-go cup for that. That's like a that's a $15 Coke Zero right there. I'll take a to-go cup, please. Thank you very much. But uh, but no, I mean, thankfully, I mean, man, I have, I'm saving so much money because I packed all my, my ideal protein snacks that I got from Billings last diet. So before I, we flew down to Las Vegas, I, I checked in with my diet coach at Billings last diet. I'm doing a diet tune up right now. I did a diet tune up before I flew with the blue angels as well. That really helped me. Otherwise I probably would have yak a little bit earlier on <laughs> during that blue angels flight, but I did my diet tune up, got in better shape right before the flight. I'm doing a diet tune up right now and I'm saving money because you know, for breakfast, I have a protein snack. I got another protein snack for a little snack mid morning if I want or mid afternoon and and uh, and then it, you know and then last night for dinner I went and got a steak by the way John Jackson my steak at Outback right on uh, is it Las Vegas Boulevard whatever that is out there I just popped in there real fast my steak was cheaper than your salad so take that Take that. I found the spot, brother. I found the spot <laughs> because I, le- I learned it from the guys in the poker room. I saw they went and got something to eat and came back. I looked at them. Like, Where'd you get that? The Panda Express. Oh, yeah. is upstairs at the uh, food court. I saw it over there, and yeah. it's like only like a dollar more of what you pay in Montana. There was another. There was like a Mexican restaurant down right by the casino floor at the Venetian, and and I was like, hey, I don't need the beans, the rice, the tortilla. Can I just get like chicken and veggies? Oh uh, yeah, sure. 
my bill was only 12 bucks with the bottle of water. I'm yeah. like, I don't know if they calculated that right, but I ain't going to say anything. I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to drive on because I think this casino is making enough money. So I think I think they'll be okay. If you could find a place like that that's not giving you the, the, the scout every yeah, time yeah. you go in there, yeah, that's a find. But think about it. I only had to worry about one main meal because I had my ideal protein stuff for the rest of the day and felt great. Uh, so BillingsLastDiet.com, I'm telling you, this program works, and it'll save you money if you're going to Vegas. Uh, BillingsLastDiet.com. All right, let's go to the Gun Owners of America. Aaron Flint here with Montana Talks. We've got John Jackson, the Joker, from Twitter. You know, John, we were just talking. We've had, we've had a lot of cool companies we've gotten to catch up with. We've caught up with attorneys general. We've caught up with governors. But we, we need to really dive into, okay, what's going on in the gun world right now? What, what are the threats to our Second Amendment rights coming down the pipe right now? policy perspective, right? And so we've got a guy who can who can do just that with us right now. Eric Pratt is with the Gun Owners of America, incredible organization standing up for our rights. Uh, Eric, great to see you once again. It's good to be back with you guys. Thanks. Where are we at right now? Well, give us a scene setter of, uh, give us the, the S2 threat brief, the intelligence summary for the threats to our gun rights. Well, this is obviously going to be a big election year, right? Uh, because... <laughs> We have a president who thinks he is the Congress and is just issuing gun restrictions right and left. Probably the biggest one from uh, the past couple of years, of course, is the, the ban on up to 40 million firearms, the pistol-braced firearms. Mm -hmm. And uh, those, you know, people in Montana who are GOA members, uh, I, I'm sure they really appreciate the fact that they've been with us at Gun Owners of America because when we got a... Uh, preliminary injunction in the courts, all of our members were protected so that they don't have to uh, register or destroy their their firearms. And so that was real exciting. We also pushed to have it repealed in Congress. We were successful in the House, and sadly, we failed by one vote in the Senate. And you want to guess who was the deciding vote? Liberal Senator John Tester. Exactly uh, right. You go to the head of the class, Aaron. That's yeah. exactly. You know, for a guy who claims that he is such a defender of the veterans, the pistol braces were designed for veterans, and here he is voting to keep that ban in place. He's a phony. He's it a really fake. upset us. Yeah. And so, you know, like I said, this is going to be an important year. Uh, Montanans need to know uh, the, the choice that they're facing. And he did not stand up for them when, when he had the opportunity and, to do and so. And repeated. He's the fake, phony. We, we, one of our listeners came up with this term, and I apologize. I forget who coined this term, but he's the flip-flop flat top. The <laughs> fake, phony, moderate. So actually, I... I was, That's I was a nice uh, alliteration. Yeah, yeah. so I was, uh, I, I was at the Montana GOP convention last summer in Missoula, and I had, uh, and I had, uh, uh, I was, you know, moderating a discussion with Governor Gianforte and Senator Daines, and then, and uh, and then anyway, um, I, I started before, but before I started it, they introduced me, so I guess I was supposed to say some remarks. So we got the crowd, <laughs> we got the crowd chanting, flip flop, flat top, <laughs> flip flop, flat top. That's great. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, no, and uh, yeah, and I know gun owners have been in the fight. And you know the importance of Montana now, too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Montana is key. And there's just so many other battles uh, that we need to be able to rein in this rogue administration. I mean, there's the, the you know, they, they've redefined uh, frames and receivers, uh, which, you know, the, originally the frame and receiver ban that Biden put in place 
uh, you know, would have made it more difficult to add barrels or magazines because each one of them would have had to have been serialized. That's something that we beat back and forced the ATF to retract that. Uh, but we can't win every battle in the comment period like we did that one. For a lot of these, we're taking them to court. So we've got the pistol brace ban in court, uh, his regulation. Uh, 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 my goodness, uh, the, the new one that's coming right down the pike, the comment period's already over, the universal registration rule. Uh, Biden has put in uh, a rule where now every pri vir virtually every private sale of a firearm is going to have to go through a background check. They are trying to register every single firearm in the country and they're putting all the pieces in place and that's why gun owners of america not only is fighting it in the congress but where uh where people like tester are blocking us then we're taking it into the courts that's right and john i know you'll appreciate this that you know the gun owners of america there, there'd be sometimes where the nra would do this or do that and you're like why is the nra doing this why is the nra doing that and the gun owners were pressing even harder, and so that, the gun owners of America, so that's why I've always appreciated the GOA. So, Thank you. Yeah, Eric Pratt, great to see you. Thanks. Thanks People can find us, us at gunowners.org. Sign up for our free email alerts and uh, check us out there. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us at the SHOT Show. Thanks, Aaron. All right, John Jackson and I are live at the SHOT Show Day 3 coverage. Uh, we've, got, we've got an open segment specifically so we can... BS with the Joker here for a few minutes uh, coming up right after this. A city councilman for an affluent Chicago suburb floats the idea of residents hosting illegals in their homes. I can't wait to see how many liberals walk the walk. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. We check in with Jimmy Fallon, bring in authors for the book club, and even treat some of your favorite Fox personalities to a very special happy hour. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Kennedy Saves the World. America's listening to Fox News. Liberals love an open border until the open border comes to them. That's why I will be supremely curious to see how many residents of the affluent Chicago suburb of Naperville will take their councilman up on his request to open their large homes to illegals. Councilman Josh McBroom floated that very idea during a community discussion on the migrant crisis. While McBroom did say the city did not plan on using tax dollars to support the transient illegal immigrants passing through, I think the suggestion that residents house them is actually more egregious. But come to think of it, perhaps it is time for these Democrat voting municipalities to walk the walk that they so often just talk about. If you're willing to keep voting for the very people who are allowing the invasion at our border, you should be more than willing to pay the price, even if that means opening your own homes to the illegals your leaders have welcomed. I'm Tommy Laren, and you can watch my show, Tommy Laren is Fearless, at Outkick.com. Saving you money, I'm Hillary Barsky. Refurbished products are a good way to save money on big purchases. They are items that have been restored as though they were brand new, but many people worry about the quality. However, if they're purchased from reputable companies, they can be just as good as brand new items. Case in point, Apple. The tech giant routinely offers refurbished goods for hundreds of dollars less than their brand new counterparts. The company thoroughly cleans and inspects its products. An iPhone will always come with a new battery and outer shell. Apple also includes all original accessories and repackages the products in new boxes. Unfortunately, not all refurbished devices are treated the same. You must research the seller before buying the products. Look for descriptions like manufacturer refurbished and read reviews on multiple sites. Find out if there's a return policy and look for a warranty. And if there's not, don't buy it. Make sure the refurbisher offers at least a one-year hardware warranty. Saving you money, Hillary Barsky, Fox News. 
Hey, Dad, your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad, your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad, your lunch will be ready in just a minute. Hey, honey, why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, you give them as much time as you can, making sure they're safe and comfortable. But it's just as important that you take some time for yourself. At AARP, we can help with information and useful tips on how you can maintain a healthy life balance, care for your own physical and mental well-being, and manage the challenges of caring for a loved one. Because the better care you take of yourself, the better care you can provide for your loved one. Thanks, Dad. Thank you. You're there for them. We're here for you. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org slash caregiving. That's aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Springs Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. This is where Montana talks. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, the Democrats. What? So how are the Democrats responding to Texas? We told you earlier how 25 Republican governors, Montana's uh, Governor Greg Gianforte, of course, uh, early on in this effort, standing clearly in support of Texas and their their constitutional right to defend themselves. And uh, how are the Democrats responding? Let's see. The DailyCaller.com. Democrats say Biden should seize control of the Texas National Guard. And uh, as a, the expert uh, interviewed by the Daily Caller points out, uh, yeah, that would be a violation of the Posse Comitatus Act. But uh, <laughs> these guys are clueless. I mean, you know, and it just shows how much they do not care. They do not care. And yet the, the phony talking points out of some of the squishy Republican senators and, out, you know, freaking Mitt Romney, you freaking treasonous traitor yourself, you know, oh, they don't want a deal. Yeah, no, we don't want a bad deal. We don't want amnesty. We don't want like if, th- if there was a border deal that actually secures our border, Republicans will support it election year or no election year. But that's not what Mitt Romney is, is trying to sell out uh, Republicans on right now, is at least by everything that we've heard thus far. A- anyway, but back to this whole Texas border thing. Yeah, the Democrats are saying, oh, yeah, just seize control of the National Guard. You know? well, now, <laughs> yeah. you know this better than I do with your military background. But what I think they're talking about is because, you know, the National Guard responds to a governor. But I think they actually fall under the military. So they could technically hire out of DOD, could order them to do another thing. Technically, I think that's what they're talking about. It would be very interesting to see. Yeah, because there's two hats, right? You know, so so there's Title 32 versus Title 10. And you know how that stuff works because you were a federal law enforcement officer. And so you knew what authorities you had right. under certain titles. And what. And then there's Title 50, which is your intelligence crazy stuff, folks. And the, and so what authorities and who is giving you these authorities? So, so, so could the Democrats just say, oh, we're going to activate the Texas National right. Guard. Exactly. Let's deploy every single one of their asses to Romania. And, oh, sorry, Texas, all your guys are in Romania. So, ah, sorry, you can't secure your own borders. But um, I, I, I know there's more to it than that. But it would be interesting to see that kind of tug of war take place. You were talking a minute ago about you know, about Mitt Romney. And sorry to say, man, because I'm, I'm following this over Jake Sherman, his account, and also from Nanu Nanu there. That's Manu Raju from CNN. 
because they talk to these guys every hour. They're out there in the hallway getting comments from them, man, and it ain't just Mitt Romney. It's all of these guys, just about every one of these stinking Senate rhinos that walks out there in the hallway saying that same thing. They all want this. It's amnesty is what it is. Have we seen what's in the actual deal? Oh, yeah. Is that, well, I don't think they've released it yet, but but it sounds like they're they're trying to push amnesty, and it's like that's not a border deal. What they're basically trying to do is Biden and the squishes, as we're going to call them, are basically trying to say, oh yeah, we'll we'll put a stop to the flood on the southern border, but what? But in order for us, but we won't do that unless you declare all of these illegals we already allowed in to become citizens, and you grant them amnesty. BS. You guys need to you guys need to pay for the millions you already allowed to flood into this country, as Governor Ian. Forte pointed out, 10 times the population of Montana has been allowed to flood into this country. You know what they're in a big quote, stop to the border that they're agreeing to is only 5,000 a day. That's 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 their agreement that that would stem the tide. We'll allow the population of Haver, Montana to come in every day. Uh, But that's just the people that they know. Oh, the books. Yeah, on the books. Was it in the Fluger? I know. Um, so we recorded that interview with him. Was it Fluger who told us this? Or is that actually? No, I think. This, no, the Indiana Attorney General. Wait till you hear our chat with the Attorney General from the state of Indiana. That's coming up in this next hour. He went down. He's been down to the southern border like two, three times. Remember his freight train story? Oh, yeah. So this one's going to hit some of you like a freight train. So. He said the people that are coming across the border, so the 5,000 that they would allow even after a so-called deal, um, that's just that's the people that want you to see them, that want you to know who they are. He said he said he was with I, I can't remember who he was with, Border Patrol, Texas Rangers, who they were with. But they had a freight train approaching and they told that freight train to stop. And all of a sudden, when that freight train came to a stop, those cockroaches <laughs> scurried everywhere. <laughs> They scurried. It was like you just put your boot on an ant hill, and the ants were scattering. They knew they were in there. Yeah. So, huh? They didn't want to be seen when they came into this country for some reason. So, I wonder who those were. They're not going to be a part of the five thousand. Yeah. They're the gotaways that are going to still keep coming under this this uh, freight train that's run away from this country, the Biden administration. Of the week right here with Montana Talks. We're going to take you statewide. We're taking you to Las Vegas for the SHOT Show, the world's biggest gun show. There's a ton of Montana businesses that are going to be down there. The governor's going to be down there. The attorney general is going to be down there. Plus, it's kind of a who's who of the military, law enforcement, veterans, you name it, politics. So it's always great to see who we run into, who we get a chance to talk with on Montana Talks. Montana Talks live from the SHOT Show statewide, 9 to 10.